<laughs> it's on all right what's up welcome to another episode of the court of capes where your favorite judges discuss rate and rake hero content i did that backwards but who freaking cares uh we do live action anime and animation we're still on kim possible guys like it's gonna be a while <laughs> We have we have probably surpassed our time on this show compared to like the Batman. We were on the Batman for a long time, but I'm pretty sure we've been on this show it, for longer. It definitely felt longer with the Batman. It did because the show was mid or less than whatever you want to call it. Um, no, just kidding. but our content, us talking about it, we were newbies. That's how I'm gonna say that. Anyways, babes. <laughs> yeah, babes in the podcasting world. We've definitely grown since then. And if you want to uh, listen to our growth, you can on Spotify and other podcast services around the globe. I think we're on we're on definitely Anchor, Google Podcasts, other other sorts of podcasts. We are the Court of Capes. Um, and you can find us on YouTube as well. What, what? Let's go. Uh, well, let me introduce myself before we dive into what could be one of the spiciest moments of Kim Possible, the animated world, the Kim Possible-verse, all right? So, I am, let's go with the same ones, Renegade Kingslayer Judge Shelton. Alongside of me, we got the Boom Boom Boys who need more titles. Um, they're sitting on the streets with their hats open. Please give them more titles. Give oh them. <laughs> you gotta earn them, boys. Get to work. <laughs> uh, we got our very own MCU conspiracy theorist and chaos bringer, Judge Brown. Numbers are not the only things I crunch, squirt. Oh, yeah. It, it seems that uh, accountants are needed in, you know, you know, an action team, you know, to get stuff done. Apparently, that's the case. And we got a, We got a superhero accountant. It's at, amazing. Yes, this is. Yeah, we do. And uh, more like a super villain accountant. And yeah, they will be ranked. I guess we they will, will put them in the ranking, the villain rankings, because yeah. they were bad guys in the app. I'll take that. We can we can do a little evil JC moment. We're drawing some moral moral lines, and that seems to be they they side on the face of evil. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, also, a little side tangent. That's not the only cool, super strong hero accountant. There's also the accountant by Ben Affleck, which you still haven't seen, JC, and you need to watch. One of these days. It's a great film. It's super good. It also touches on uh, autism and other things like that. It's well, there we go. Um, and last but not least, we got the showman, the conqueror, the other boom boom boy, Judge Cooper. Say my name. Ah. Say my name. Stop <laughs> Yes, that was so good. Like that that was like, which name escapes me? Oh. Say it. <laughs> Uh, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, I mean, this is totally jumping into stuff right now. Jumping into stuff. But does that mean he's actually known the name the whole time and just totally messes with him? Oh, yeah. 100%. So that confirms it. The dude was yep. just totally messing with him the entire time. And was it a good tactic? Yeah, I think it got its job done. <laughs> it annoyed him all the time. Got it, got it in his head? Yep, it did. 
But at the end, Ron stood high. My boy. All right, but before we get into that, all right, we are discussing Kim Possible Season 3 episodes, and this is the order of which we will discuss them, episodes 13, 12, 11, and so the drama, the film. You gotta love Disney Plus. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta love it. It, it. Not just Disney Plus, though, just Disney. Like, the company definitely screwed up, you know, the whole thing. We've we've discussed this. Sure did. Times. They did garbage on the releases, all of it. Oof. Oof. You all want to hear uh, something uh, that I pulled with uh, Kim Possible and this okay. podcast? What's that? So, so the uh, the recommended watch order. Actually, I tweaked it slightly. Oh. So the last batch ended with Rap and Draken, and this batch started with and the role, and the mole rat will be CGI. Ah, to reference the song. Okay. I, I actually switched those because I wanted to talk about Rap and Draken last time <laughs> because I knew it would be our favorite episode up to that point, and I didn't want it to get overshadowed by So the Drama. Yep, good choice. All right, love it. Yep, I did not think I do not think the plot was affected much by that decision. No, absolutely. I don't know if absolutely. we're really. I feel like the plot holes were more like visible or just noticeable in the beginning, like seasons one and two, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like there were some because we didn't start we didn't start the watch order till. Was it season two or did I don't know? No, it it was it was like the second batch of the yeah. whole. Yeah, it was only it was the like, first batch. Because in the first, yeah, in the in the first batch, I was like, this is extremely noticeable. Like the King like, episode happening? and whatnot. I was just like, oh man. Yeah, that's the most egregious example. All right, so are you guys ready? Break so it I think, open. I think we should like blast through these episodes because I think most of our discussion is going to be on so the drama. Oh yeah, I could be wrong, but that's what I think, I think yeah. is going to be the case. We'll we'll have a decent amount to talk about with Gorilla Fist, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's just blast through episode thirteen and the mole rat will be CGI. Um, this is a kind of solo, not completely solo. SSJ episode. He took on his own villain life of becoming popular because that's his goal, right? Not to be that's what he wants to, to be a pop star, famous pop star. Um, so first hot points. I thought some of his lines were pretty funny. Um, as oh, they yeah. usually are. Like they usually are. Like I loved his line. Like I thought we agreed on the chopper color to be white today. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, where's this white chopper coming from? That was It's so stealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was great. And I thought it was so SSJ that to fall for this place not being the Tower of London. Like, that was such an SSJ thing to do. Oh, that was just amazing. Yeah, he's just like he's like, Ghost. Oh, this is the real one. Goes to New yeah. Zealand for the Tower of London. Yep, yep. Such an SSJ thing to do. Boy <laughs> is dense. Um. All right, JC, you would be so happy. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. So happy that I finally paid attention and heard the Rufus theme. Oh my word! Thank <laughs> you. I'm so proud. I'm like a proud 
three seasons. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Like, oh man. And it was good. I really liked it. Um, it was the moment where they were all like bunched up with the young, uh, like the, I don't know. He, he got out and was supposed to do something heroic. And I was like, okay. Because they, they called for Rufus and I was like, oh shoot, maybe we're going to hear his theme. And there it was. And I enjoyed it. So yeah, three seasons later, ladies and gentlemen. JC. Yes. Do you know the emotion I'm the exact emotion I'm feeling right now? What? It's the exact same emotion that Starscream was feeling when he thrusted that piece of dark energy on into himself and screamed Symbiosis. <laughs> oh my God. Best best line delivery in that entire show. Yep, yep. Oh, second best line delivery. After? Bumblebee. I mean, of course. Well, okay, third best because uh, the high heels line. Oh, yeah! June Darby, let's go! <laughs> and, and, and the whole Megatron, gone. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yes. That's true. That's true. At and least I, top five. And I wore heels for this. Josh. Bro, man, that's where we exploited that show, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> and the relationship between humans and machines. Oh, gosh. And also machines and machines. Cause, yeah, that too. Because Starscream, Megatron totally loved each other. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <sighs> anyway, yeah. anyway, you were saying, Josh. All right, so yes, Rufus' theme was good. I finally heard it. The end of season three. Wow. Okay, so next hot point was actually lined by Miss and Mrs. Ann Possible, soon to be Mrs. Ann Sheldon. But okay. Let's go. <laughs> uh, she said, "Show folk are beautiful, wealthy, and don't live by any recognizable moral code." <laughs> that was I great. was like, shots fired! Oh man, let's go. Just straight up at the showbiz, even though everyone in there is technically in the showbiz. But it is her character. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, and just like a, a cool little line, a cool little sn uh, snipe at what I would say uh, was kind of a weak plot. Yeah. To me, yeah. guys, I'm just going to say it out. This was probably the weakest Triple S slash SSJ episode up to date. Oh, easily. Yeah. It's a forgettable, forgettable episode. Yeah. Dude, I did not. I, I, I barely remembered this episode. Yeah, I'm just saying it out. And I remember all of the episodes. I wrote notes on this, and I'm still forgetting many things. Like, sheesh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just wasn't, it just was a very, a very weak episode in terms of villainy, like villainy, the whole, the whole shebang, I don't know. And especially since season three up to this point has been nothing but bangers. Yeah, and the episodes we like just watch, yeah, this definitely like, 
it brought it's a drop things off. down a little. Yeah, it, it always happens, right? It always happens. There's but usually I, a show that doesn't go straight up. I mean, X Men Evolution kind of did, but I feel like there were still some drops. Yeah, there was there were some drops here and there. I'm pretty sure that this episode was not aired until a lot later, though. I think it was another like tie-in to like the DVDs, mm. which makes sense because like this. This episode and the showdown at the Crooked D both have weird, like, this was made later energy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't necessarily count those as fully-fledged Kim Possible episodes. They're kind of like, they're kind of like junior episodes. Huh. Yeah, this could be a play on words, because there's a little SSJ, but yeah, so. Thank you. Yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um... Those are literally all my thoughts on this episode. It kind of was mid slash, you know, less than. But, JC, what you got? I think I wrote down one word. Ah! What you got? It was fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there were some funny gags. I liked the gag where, like, the guy who they got to play Ron was just like, whatever. And Ron was, like, wigging out at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That was, and that they were like, fun. they were like, "What a chameleon!" Like he's exactly like Ron. I'm like, "Oh my goodness." That was good. Mm, but yeah, I, a, I mean, Curtis, Curtis, question. Yeah. Which one did you enjoy, or was it you or JC that did not like the, uh, the that little Inseek band group thing? What was that called? Uh, the O Boys. O Boys. Yeah. I love the old boys. Okay, JC. Yeah, I mean, they were fine. Okay, so which episode do you like more? This one or Oh Boys? Dude, Oh Boys is a yeah, great oh, episode. Oh, oh Boys is better. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, just for the just for the ending moment, the ending scene with yeah. Junior Oh Boys. Okay. That blows okay. the like out of the water. I mean, both of them in, involved, you know, like showbiz and whatever, and like, in terms of like, there were definitely some forgettable moments with Oh Boys, but, like, overall, much better episode. All right. What about Villain? I know it was SSJ, but just this completely in a vacuum by itself, along with the Villain. You, which one was better? I mean, just Oh Boys was better, overall. Okay, overall. All right. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. This episode is probably going to go out the door, and I'm going to completely forget about it. Like, like this, oh, was, that this was at least better. This was at least better than the Rochi episode, though. That was not great. The Rochi episode, shoot, that one probably went out the door too. <laughs> you don't even remember it. Wait, which one is that? The one where there's giant roaches. Oh, Rochi. <laughs> okay, I get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was in the last batch. <laughs> Overdue slash Rochi, yeah. Yep. Are you a Roaches, though, JC? Are you a Roaches? I mean, not as much as you are with bald people. Okay, we do not need to get on that tangent. <laughs> Let us move along to episode 12. Gorilla Fist. There's some spicy things in this episode. Hot point number one. Yori is freaking back. Let's go. Let's oh, go. Yeah. I love some Yori. Oh. Love her so much. Mm. Oh, she is fantastic. Hot point number two. 
What happened in Japan stays in Japan. <laughs> that is, uh, that's kind of the vibe they were getting, and I thought it was kind of funny. I realized it was because it was a su super secret ninja school, but I thought it was funny because of the, you know, chemistry that Ron and Yuri have together. Which is so cute. Yes. All right, so I did write this down, but I said, would KP get jelly for Ron if he had a girlfriend? And I think by the end of this episode, we said yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. She was gelling. Straight gelling. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next point was a Ron quote. Is the... What did he say? Oh, yeah. Uh, when he saw... I forgot what he saw. A monkey or whatever. He said, This knuckle dragon thing to my... Or ying to my knuckle-headed yang. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he just has these great lines that he just randomly says. I think if you put all the lines of all the characters that have ever been said, I think number one would be Ron and number two would be Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. I mean, Ron just says some of the most hilarious stuff. It is so great. I love it so much. All right. Uh, uh, where is it? Oh, didn't she have a white? No, she didn't. Not, not this time. Okay, so I... Um, I was totally caught off guard, and I don't know if you guys were the villain reveal. Totally did I not see it. that coming. I love that you were that you were shocked by it because that's what I was hoping for. I was. I was what a totally reveal. caught off guard. Especially something that was set up in like early, early season two. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I. I. I I, we even said it, like, are they going to revisit it? I think we discussed it. Like, are they going to revisit the DNA me? Like, because I thought that was an amazing reveal in the first place. Yep. When it was revealed that she's the one who basically created Monkey Fist. So. Yeah. And she was like, I only have eyes for one guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but then there was the whole Draken thing, you know? So it just... Oh man! Right. And when she denied Draken, that was hilarious. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Oh gosh! Yeah, that was probably yeah yeah. I love that was one of her best apps, I think. Um, yeah. So so for me for all of this episode, like I didn't remember it when I started the episode. I didn't remember where I was gonna go. Oh, but, as soon, but as soon as I saw Gorilla Fist enter, I was like. Oh yeah, that's DNA me. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> now that she ripped off the mask, I was like, "Yeah, there it is." So she gen she genetically modified herself to be that way. It's not a suit. She just looks that way now, right? Yeah. Because she said, "I did that to you, and now I did this to myself, so we can be together." Like. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's some intense stuff. I mean, like, think about it. Gosh. I mean, in but terms you do that of breaking someone? moral codes in terms of humanity and human nature, DNA me is, like, on another level. 
Would you genetically modify yourself for love, Josh? What? <laughs> no. Answer the question. No. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like, have you really been in a situation where you love your someone to that point? I mean, I, we're not, I guess we won't reveal love lives on this podcast right now. Um, but no, uh, right now, I have not experienced, so I guess I cannot say. Yeah, that's about it. Yep. Uh, I mean, like, unless, like, you met someone who lived on a different planet and you couldn't actually breathe, but there was a surgery you could get where you could actually, or, like, a genetic modification you could get to where you could breathe on that planet to be with that person or that being, whatever, it, you know, then maybe. I mean. Okay. Okay. Very maybe. nice. Maybe. You know. Uh, so, yeah. Totally did not expect that um, at all. And the, I mean, I love the scene so much with Yuri saving Ron at the waterfall. Ah, yes. Oh, man. That was so good. I mean, Kim got Rufus and Yuri got Ron. And I was like, yes. Just like, just like her holding him like that. I was like, man, shoot, Kim is not jelly, but I am goodness. Like, I want to be Ron. <laughs> I want to be Ron yep. right now. Wow. Absolutely love it. And my last hot point is a quote by Ron. Why can't the ladies just say how they feel? <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. He's not whoa, wrong. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's First, your last quote by Ron? What? That was my last hot point, yeah. Okay, well then I get to bring up a lovely quote. This goes beyond sick and wrong. It's wrong sick. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> wrong sick. Ah, so good. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so, uh, yeah. It's just like, it was great seeing Yuri on the screen again. And they have such good chemistry, guys. Like... You know, you know, I am just going to go out on a limb here and say that they are meant for each other. Well, JC, I don't know if you're speaking, if you should be talking. We're not having, I don't think we should have this discussion right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think we should I'm gonna have to put that discussion on, that on the sideline. Push it on the sideline, all right? And we will get in this discussion later in this podcast episode. <laughs> I just want to go on record. I don't think anything will ever come between Ron and Yuri. Ever. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, uh, it, it, it's written in the stars. All mm -hmm. right, JC. That is his book, so let it be written. So, so let, let it yep. be done. Yep. Oh, goodness. All right, Curtis, you said you had some notes on Gorilla Fist. What you got? Um, I mean, we talked about mostly everything. Um the one thing I have to add is I forgot or I'd never realized how much they kind of telegraph certain romantic feelings in season three leading up to. So the drama, I always kind of came out of nowhere. And so the drama, cause I never watched the episodes in any kind of order as a kid. I just kind of bounced around. So I didn't realize where the season divides were, but like season three is by far more serialized than one or two. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. It is. 
Yeah, it seems that they uh, did an upgrade. Like, hey, maybe we should do this right. No, maybe we should take this seriously. Yeah, people are actually enjoying this show, which it seems it's the case. Um, this is totally different. But, um, Curtis, did you listen to the episode of the Kind of Funny podcast where they interviewed the guy who voices King Shark or the shark from Harley Quinn? No, I did not. Oh, dude, you should listen to that episode. It is great. Um, it's fantastic. Um, but he talks about, like, what it's like being in the showbiz, and he talked about how, like, everybody from the outside, when a show has, like, is bad, right, for, like, one season or two seasons, he's like, you know, everyone's thinking, why don't they just cancel the show, right? He, sure. Yeah, and, I mean, they just, we talked about that, right? Um, I mean, we even say that stuff, but he talks about how, like, all the work and hard work that goes into it, but also, like, the change in mentality when a show is actually good, but they just have slight, like, you know, like, a lower budget, you know, when a show's good and starts to catch wind or catch fire, then they're like, oh, well, maybe we should increase the budget because people are liking this, and we're going to put more thought and, you know, energy into this project which it could actually have been the case. Right. Where, like, Kim Possible was really picking up one and two. People are like, we love this. This is fantastic. Give us more. And so we're like, all right, we're going to put more money and energy into this. I don't know. Could be the case. I with that is that when you have so much success, you can become complacent. That's true. That's yeah. true, and I think that's what happened to Arrow and The Flash, the CW shows. Um, well, the biggest thing with them is they uh, got a different showrunner midway through, and as soon as that change happened, the show quality went way downhill because the new guy just did not know how to do anything. Yikes. But, like, did he run The Flash, too? Because The Flash went downhill as well. Yeah, no, it was the same guy for both of them, I'm pretty sure. Oof. Well, yeah, because, because they both started getting bad at, like, exactly the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was because their main producer got me too, because he was a terrible person. But he knew how to make good shows. You had to make good shows. Horrible person. Glad he's gone. Yep. That's (laughs) all right. Yeah, but that's that's what just led to their downfall. (laughs) Makes sense. Don't be a bad person, and you can keep making shows. There you go. Moral of the story. I think it was, it's just absolutely just mind boggling for me how many people in the showbiz actually were just not good people. Yeah, it's rough. It is insane. Culture, culture of abuse. Yes. Yeah. And people don't expose it because of how much money is in it and the products that are being produced. Like, yeah. Anyways, we don't need to go <laughs> down that road. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so. Curtis, did you have anything to say about Gorilla Fist before we move on? Nope, let's move on. All right. Team Impossible. Episode 11. Um, listeners, I don't know if you remember, um, Team Impossible was referenced before in A Stitch in Time. Kim's very first mission was supposed to be Tim and po- Team Impossible, but turned out to be Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. Due to a typo. Yes, Careless. due to one typo, she got all of that success, saving the world. 
I love that they went back to this plot point. For so free, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like a little a little thread that people probably didn't think about, but it's turned out to be a good one. Absolutely. All right. So, first, hot point number one, I just wrote down JC equals Vern Berman. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, a hero team always needs a CPA. <laughs> a successful podcast needs their CPA. Yes, we do. Every successful group of people has a CPA. Here we go. You know it. <laughs> oh, man. That point number two was basically just saying that Ron and Kim are juniors. It was confirmed because uh, when they said they were getting a bus of seniors, Ron said, oh, I thought it was going to be the ones that were like one year older is what he said. Like, oh, they're mm -hmm. just one year older than us. So, confirmed that at this point in time in Kim Possible, they are juniors. Mm hmm So, we've seen at least one semester beforehand. So, they are either second semester juniors or first semester juniors. But I think... I can, I can confirm that season four takes place when they are seniors. Yep. So, they are second semester juniors. Yeah, because they're, they're having prom in a, in a that thing we're about to discuss. So that's oh, in the yeah, but that would be... It shall not be named. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Uh, next hot point was a line by Draken. He said, Kim Possible, you think you're all that, but they are... <laughs> hey. Got him! <laughs> Freaking got him. Oh, man. Shots fired. Ah, oh, man. Draken. Even though this wasn't a Draken. I like seeing Draken because we didn't get to see Draken at all in the previous episodes. It's just like Draken's Draken's Draken and Shigo go like their absence is more noticed more like more often for me. Yeah. Like, and, and, that's, and that's amazing because they're in like three quarters of the episodes and we still miss them yeah if, there's, more. If, if there's like a two or three episode span where there's not draken and shigo i'm like this was a bad batch no it's fine but <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> you're not you're not <laughs> like well, like imagine like the best the best example of that that i can think of is imagine an episode of phineas and ferb without doofenshmirtz yeah yep. yeah it's... like i wouldn't watch it no. yeah it's just like Draken and Shigo are such amazing and entertaining villains. They are the cream of the crop. And if there was honestly where we're at right now, boys, where we're at right now, I think if there was like a tier above S, I'd probably put them above it. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, let's go. All right. I hereby suggest that there be made an S plus tier. Yes. <laughs> and I hereby, I, I, whatever it's called. I agree. Second it. I second it. That thing. All yeah, right. So totally well, all, all in are S in favor, and thus the motion is carried. Aye. Yes. Aye. All right. And I Aye. motion that we put Draken and Shigo alone in the S plus tier. I second. All are in favor. 
Yes, All right. let's go. All right, so, some court so wait work. A second. Who who else is in the S tier? Is it All right? So uh, the other people in the S tier currently are in order: Triple S, SSJ, Motor Ed, and Evil Ron. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to put them two in their own S plus tier. Yep. I love it. Yep. Do we want to talk about uh, Team Impossible ranking now or later? Oh, as them as villains? Yeah. Um, I can I can do my hot my like last two hot points and then we yeah. can go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Go ahead. All right. So, I love that there was a slight revisit to the naked mole rap. When yeah. he was trying to come up with the theme song for them because he was hard. Yeah. They're better than us because they have a theme song. He did, like, do the whole bup, 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 bup. Wow, how did I remember that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Impressive. Now you can't get Rufus's theme out of your head, which is amazing. Um, yeah. Symbiosis. Um, his intro in that song was so good. Like. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, man. But yeah, so we did get a revisit, and I loved it. It just made me think of the entire song. Great. So good. <clears throat> and last hot point, guys. Wade may have had the coolest entrance in the entire show ever. So sick. Like, his entrance was Batman level. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> the guy bushed through the freaking wall, just pissed off man he was so mad <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody I mean, fries my computers you do not hurt wade's room yeah he said nobody spikes my system oh my gosh <sighs> that entrance was so good so good oh man wade came out of his room and ron was so baffled that it was actually wade he was like, wow, your Wade bot is so good. Yeah, convincing. your Wade bot's so good. <laughs> um, but this was great for me because I forgot this was his episode to appear. So that was out of the blue for me. I uh, love that. JC got to relive it once again. Ah, so good. That is great. Oh, man. This is one of those episodes I watched a million times because at the time I thought it was the last impossible episode that would ever come out. Oh, oh. <clears throat> there you go. That's sad. That's really sad. It is. But it wasn't. Nope. It wasn't a bad episode to end a season on, though, for sure. No, it, it's definitely a homecoming episode for the series. Yeah. Kind of like trying to like close as many loops as possible, and I appreciated that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's a reference to their very first mission and, like, that whole yeah. thing, so. Yeah, really good. And and I just love it that Team Impossible, like, their suits are clearly based on the X-Men, so that's just really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is, like, Cyclops clones, here we go, like. <laughs> oh, man. And if we had not watched X-Men Evolution, I would not have picked up on that. Yeah. There we go. What a show. But it, it just made me so happy that the through line for Mr. Possible is that he couldn't do his own taxes. 
And then at the very end, of course, Burn Berman. Yes, Burn Berman. Saving the day as a CPA. Yeah, wow, there you go. That should be your motto right there. When you get your own, like, you know, your own setup, JC, your own place, you know, private, private, what is it? Would it be a firm? Is that the technical term we're talking here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a firm. Yeah, private firm. You know, CPA saves the day. James Carl Brown. Ooh. <clears throat> All right, so yes. Trademark that now. <laughs> yeah, do it. And then have some cheesy cringe commercial that everybody will watch a billion times. Always. Oh, man. I tell you, the commercials in the South are, are just like, they have like, so come over here to get your mattress. Fred, how do you feel when you're sleeping in your mattress now? Like stuff like that. It's so bad. Nice. Oh man. All right. Let's just rank these villains. We got new villains, ladies and gentlemen. Team Impossible. All right. And, so uh, uh, we could also we could also choose to possibly revisit D and Amy if we want to. Yeah, we need to. Okay. She deserves and to be higher. We may oh, want to Curtis says she deserves to be higher. We may want to revisit Dementor because of the uh, live-action movie, or we could not. <laughs> I mean, he's in—he's alone in A tier right now, so I feel like he's in the right place. I think, yeah, I think he's, he's still a... in the right place. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, he was probably one of the best parts of that live-action film, but that's not saying much. So, yeah, yeah, so fair. <laughs> okay, so... so I think that Team Impossible should at least be B tier. I'd agree with that. They they kind of like they're a, if they're gonna be B tier, it's gonna be lower B tier. They're a threat. They're kind of I like them as like an existential threat to Kim Possible. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were like shutting her operation down completely. Yeah. They themselves are not really characters so much as like an idea that like right. is opposed to Kim Possible. So yeah. in B tier we have Dove Killigan, Monkey Fist, and Bonnie Rockwallet. I would put them right above Bonnie. But I would also be okay with right below Bonnie and B tier. I mean, do we need to revisit Bonnie because of the live action film? I mean... Well, because then she'd be higher. Yeah, I would say she'd maybe go... I don't know if she would... I would maybe put her up above uh, Monkey Fist. What? Did I say that out loud? Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> Mon- Monkey Vest is too much of a legacy villain for okay. me to put. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was just outside, out of the box thinking. I'm fine <laughs> putting uh, putting Team po- Team Impossible above Bonnie. Okay. I like. It. Do it. All right. So let's revisit D and Amy. So she is at the top of C tier right now. She at least belongs in B. I Maybe mean, A. She has two of the best reveals. Like, I mean, oh yeah. Why? I say, I say we put her in A though. I don't know if I'd go that far. Above Monkey Fist and Duff Killigan. I feel like I feel like she makes the most of her appearances though. It was the same trope, though, right? Like her, her, all, she's completely inspired by love. Like that's her, that's her thing. Josh, what are you feeling? I still don't know if I could put her A. I don't really want to either. I don't think I'm uh, A. I'm sorry, Curtis. 
dang it. I'd be willing to put her... Wait, wait, is she... Where is she? She's in C tier. Yeah. She was I'd, at the top of C tier. I would almost I'd be willing be... to put her above Bonnie. Or above what's his... Or above what... Team Impossible. Team Impossible, yeah. Yeah, I'd put her right above Team Impossible. Uh, if you guys are in agreement, I won't argue with it. Well, what were you thinking, JC? Were you still wanting to keep her top of C? I would just put her bottom B tier. Oh. Right below Bonnie. That's what I would do. Because Bonnie is a bigger threat to Kim. Well, so, and yeah, she's is no is real threat to Kim. Threat like, and, and Dean Amy just had one of the weakest standalone episodes from the first season. She did. Her. So how, how can we? How can we one of the best team up episodes. But, but yeah, Ron and Birkin. If you average her out, how can you say she's better than Bonnie? Well, she only has what three appearances? Yeah. yeah. So two of them I, are absolute bangers, though. So that's why I'd be fine with bottom B tier. That's just me, though. Uh, okay. What are you thinking, Josh? Where, where are you putting? It? I'm okay either way. Like I, I, I agree that you know, like this kind of put her up, but I don't think it shot her up. Like yeah. Yeah. So either way, though, so, like, it's hard for me. I'm kind of... Curtis, are you still thinking right above Team Impossible? That's where I want to put it. Okay. Then I'm either way, so I guess that makes me leaning towards right above Team Impossible. You know, I could... If we wanted to, you know, just meet in the middle, put her in between Team Impossible and Bonnie. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, that would be it. Oh... Oh, because Bonnie's... Is Bonnie bottom of... Yeah. Yeah, Bonnie's oh. currently bottom of B tier. Oh, okay, then right above Bonnie. Yeah, no. Okay, right let's above, do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Right above Bonnie. So it shall be. All right. So now that we've got that stuff out of the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let us tackle this movie. That Kim Possible movie, so the drama. A runtime of one hour, nine minutes. Curtis. And and boy does it fly by. Take the wheel. Kim Possible So the Drama. <laughs> So uh, I have so many hot points for this movie. I have set a record for the Court of Capes hot points in a single thing. I will reveal that number at the end. I remember, I'm pretty sure we started like with nine hot points when we were really starting to do the hot points. Like, oh, easily. Yeah, we were doing like nine or ten, and it was like, oh my goodness! And they were like, let's cut down to five or or less. Yeah, yeah, five is the official like. If there's like a court of capes, like book of the law, five <laughs> is the is the number. Yeah, whether or not well, we always well, keep to it is another thing. But, yeah. but sometimes you gotta think a little outside the box. We're judges <laughs> that break the law. Exactly. We're vigilantes. <laughs> Kind of like Daredevil. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have but, so many hot points that uh, I had to uh, kind of separate them into chunks 
to give us some breathing room to talk about anything we want to talk about. So, okay. so this, this is the point where everyone looks down at the phone and realizes why this episode is 10 hours long. It's because of this part. <laughs> we Absolutely. cannot do that. <laughs> it is it's currently 10, 10 p.m. And we will yes. be recording east until we, 6 a.m. Oh, gosh, man. I will well, then let's die. stop filibustering and get right to it. Okay, Curtis. All right. So the drama, the intro. All right. So let's let's get this out of the way first of all. She goes jet is absolutely sick. Yes. Yep. And it's adorable that Dragon Dragon probably built that. Yeah. Or Moran. Um, what? Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Green Lady. Yeah. Oh, we just need to. We should have got some Motorhead in this, man. I mean, he's always on the topic of love. <laughs> uh, and uh, immediately, right off the bat, you notice the music and the animation are ramped up yes. for this freaking movie. And uh, we see the return of Nakasumi-san all the way back from the freaking pilot. Yes, the very first episode, The Toy Maker. Which is great. I love that they bring them back. And he turns out to be like a fairly crucial plot point in this movie. Yeah. Um, Just such a good choice. We get to see the reveal of a new gadget for Ron specifically, his blaster briefs. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Um, and then on the plane afterwards, or no, I think it's, I think, no, Kim gets a call when she's, like, skating through. And uh, uh, Monique is just like, hey, I gotta tell you all the gossip about Brick and Bonnie uh, yeah. and how they're on again and off again and how they break up all the time. That's hilarious. Love that. So, uh, did you all want to mention anything about the opening or did you want me to keep going? Um, all I, I just realized that I missed Shigo. Like... I wrote down because we did. We had a Draken moment in the in Team uh, Impossible, so like, oh, yeah. we see him for like a quick second, but not Shigo. Uh, but then, like, when Shigo was doing all thing, I was like, shoot, I missed some Shigo. Yeah. Even though we literally watched the live action film, like, you know, I don't think even though her casting was probably the best, I don't think she compares to the Shigo. Nah, she doesn't, she doesn't compare to Nicole Sul Sullivan. So Not at all. I missed the Shigo, and I'm glad we got her. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, thoughts on the uh, intro music and oh. title cards? Oh, oh okay, okay. I, I, that, I was like, we're getting, I expect we're Curtis getting, to bring this up. I oh, expect yeah, Curtis to bring this up. That's the very next top point. <laughs> there we go. Off the next section. Nice. The proper, like, beginning of the movie. That freaking opening where they have a dramatized version of the Kim Possible theme, sends shivers oh, through my mouth ah. every time. It's like the Kim Possible theme mixed with, like, James Bond. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yep. So yep. good. Love everything. They're taking this music to another level. Like, literally, it's that scene in Lion King where the hyenas are, like, uh, just like chuckling around and they're like, say it again, say it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this song. Uh, 
I thought you were about to like compare it to that opening where they're just like showing up like uh, Simba is like the circle of life. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that is iconic above iconic, well, I mean, man. Well, well, I mean, this song is better than that. But... <laughs> oh, shoot. I'd rank it higher. Heck uh, yeah. <laughs> now, if we're talking about we're talking about be prepared, that is an absolute super banger of all time. Oh, Lion King, be prepared because yeah. the hoodwink oh, be yeah. prepared. The hoodwink oh, be prepared. That is, that is also a super banger. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, great opening theme. That is that is good. That is great. It really just sets the table perfectly for like this is about to hit different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, moving along, uh, Nakasumi-san speaks fluent English, and he apparently always has been able Yeah, but he likes to. whispering in his assistant's ear. That is something. Weird old guy, but okay. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. She seemed to be completely fine with it, so we're good. Yeah. We're good. Don't need to meet to this game. <laughs> All right. So... At this point, we kind of start bouncing between a couple little plot threads that will eventually all come together, but have not come together yet. Um, so we get a fun little gag where um, Mr. and Mrs. Fossil are sitting in the kitchen, and he mistakenly almost deletes the Hephaestus project. Yep. Which is funny. Um, which is some kind of new spacey project he's working on. Just great foreshadowing moment. My goodness, oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. It, okay. it was It was like... It was kind of obvious that was foreshadowing, though, for me. Oh, yeah. 100%. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie is going to be about this. Like, the fact that they call it and they said, like, the name, like, three times or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. This is definitely going to be a crucial thing in the in the movie. Yeah, at least an element. Um, then we get to see Shigo coming back to Lair. And Draken is a little bit different. Because he's like, you have failed me for the last time, Shigo. And we get to see this dope action scene where she goes just like unleashing it against these syntho drones, mm -hmm. which which is dope. I um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that she wasn't mad at Draken at all when she like defeated the syntho drones, and it's like, what's with the syntho drones? Like, as in like, why are you doing this? Not like, holy crap, you just tried to attack me, kind of thing. They like you tried to kill me. Yeah, like not like that at all. She's just confused. Why? What's with the syntho drugs? Like, it, it was so kind of more casual than like any. I was like, because oh. I, because I, I feel like on her list of threats, I don't think Draken is high on that list. No, no. But no matter what, no matter what would possibly. He's still just just drop her in a room to attack her from these bunch of like drones. So it's like, all right, we're cool with that. And now, now, really quick, while we're talking about the syntho drones, is this the same technology that Draken used when he created like those, like fake copies of them oh, out of, in, like you know uh, what I'm talking about, Kimitation Nation? Yeah. You know, I feel like I feel like in my head canon, it's an evolution of that technology. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, we saw an evolution of the tech within the movie. I, I assume. I assume so. so. Right. Well, yeah, and uh, in the live-action movie, she even said Kimitation. Yeah, like three times. True. Yeah. True. Nice. But anyway, you were saying. 
So then we get to spend a little time with Dr. D and see what he's up to. And he, he posits the question to Shigo, would you say that I'm evil? <laughs> and she goes like, oh, God. Oh, the, identity, the identity crisis problems. Yep, yep. So they take a tour of Draken's evil projects that he's got oh, going right yes. now. <laughs> so good. So freaking good. <laughs> I like, have so my have favorite a- moment in that <laughs> Oh, so like there's like a slumber party that like yes. these dudes are having to like yes. understand the teen psyche. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Oh man, and you guys like, what up, Doctor D Diggity Dog? <laughs> <laughs> and Dragon's like, we lost Stevens. <laughs> that moment was so good. And then oh, he's like, so good. And, then he, and then he's like, faux shizzle, she hizzle. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, from from the start, you're like, oh, so we're getting like peak peak Draken for this yeah. movie. He's on it, on uh, it. Yeah. Like, no he's question. Like, he's like on the level of like um, that one episode where he kidnaps the old people. That's the level that Draken oh. is on for this movie. Trying peak to... Draken. See if I can find. Great reference. That's like golden golden years, I think. Yeah. Season, season two. two. Yeah, I think it was season two. Uh, dun, 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 dun. The Golden Years. JC, that was your app. Yep, the very first Nana Possible episode with Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, we got some Fruity Lickies in that episode. Fruity Lickies! Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, that's amazing. We love Draken and Shigo. Oh, and then we, we bounced back. Then we bounce back to the other plot of this fine film. Kim needs a date to prom. Yeah. And she's kind of um, waxing poetic to Monique at Bueno Nacho. And she's like, yeah, like maybe like people just like are intimidated by like me doing the save the world thing. And then Monique starts spitting some truth. And that's why we stand for her. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, if he's intimidated, he is not worth it. Facts. Yep. Big facts. Big facts. Um, and then Ron pops up and he finds out that Nako Night has been canceled because Bueno Nacho is changing some of its employees around. Ooh. And we're like, oh no, I don't like this. Yeah. So we I mean, smash like, cut. Let's 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 oh, actually let's revert for a second. How many things that he ordered was like was it was there was like six or seven items and some of them were grande sized <laughs> and it still cost barely above five dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like what? That's that, that's not go night for you. Yeah, but then but then even even so not because they like no more not go night because of new management. It was barely above seven dollars. Yeah, that inflation over the last eighteen years has been pretty rough, Josh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what I do to go back to those kind of days? Now we now oh, we try man. order. You go to Taco Bell and order that many things, you're hitting twenty bucks or more. Like, yeah, yeah. My goodness. 
I bet I bet everybody uh, watching this movie was like, he spent seven dollars on a meal. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, his young little chillins. Oh man, but yeah. Anyways, we can continue. Sorry, Curtis. It just was ash. It was just blew my mind. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. So uh, moving on to the uh, next chunk, we go on a mission to a very uh, ritzy party because Draken is meeting up with someone to uh, find out some information, and Kim. <clears throat> is off the case. And let me just say, Shigo is looking extra fire in her dress. Oh, man. Ooh, doctor. Ah. Let me just say. <laughs> yeah. JC, do I... you not have anything to say? <laughs> JC is left. I, I, I just wanted to let the moment settle for a second. Was so she all... not looking Marinate. Fire. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Like, it was one of the best looks for Shiko. Like, come on. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. And Kim I... had her own undercover fit, though. Oh, no, no, no. We'll get there. We'll get okay, there. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I love Draken's bow tie because that's all he's wearing in addition to his usual duds. Yep. I also really like that uh, Big Daddy Brotherson comes back after the season one finale, Halloween episode. I totally forgot about that. Yep. It, it was a scene where, like, him and Duff Killigan were, like, trying to, like, get a lead on, like, a machine. Or I think it was, like, the, the battle armor. Didn't I say that and, was an uh, A? I said, oh, yeah, I did not like the battle armor. Oof. Oof. I liked it. I did not, and we had a much better, much, much better suit in this film. Oh, we will get there, my good man. <laughs> uh, and Kim's disguise is also hot fire. Yes, her disguise was pretty legit, and I have a question for you boys. Which one okay. did you like better? This one, or the outfit when she was obsessed with Ron? Oh, dang. In terms of pure spice level? Yeah, the whole deal. Which one did you like oh, better? I mean, I mean, I gotta go emotion sickness for that yeah, one. Okay. JC? Okay. I can't remember exactly what she was wearing in this scene, to be honest. It wasn't her prom right? No, it wasn't the no, prom dress. No, it wasn't the prom dress. Oh, man. What, what was it? What color was it? Do you remember? I feel like it was dark. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> Oh man, I'm blanking. I'm sorry, but probably emotion sickness, just because I remember exactly what it looks like, and therefore, since it's more memorable, that one. All right, let's see if we can actually find it. Um, but yeah, from what I saw, definitely. Oh yeah, it was like a dark blue. That's right. It was. A, it was like a purple almost. Basically, a purple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a purple. I mean, I think the prom dress just blows both of them out of the water, though. Really? No. I like the prom dress a lot. I, I like the prom dress. I think the prom dress is better than her undercover, but the emotion sickness, oh, man. When I saw that, I was like, holy crap. Whoa. <laughs> Remember, she's a cartoon. 
<laughs> but I did also like I did also, like the the uh, hairpiece. Also remember that Ron is a strong man. Yes. That too. As is Doctor Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stronger yes. than I could ever hope to be. Yes. <laughs> We would fail uh, that mission, boys. That's why we didn't make the cut. Oh, man. We uh, have to talk about how Kim reacted to Ron outfit. Oh, his uh, prom or his dad's prom or prom suit that was never worn apparently. So his dad, I guess, bailed on prom. Ouch. Yeah. Kim was uh, Kim was doing a double take there, looking at Ron all spiffy. Ooh. Of course she was, man. We'll get there. Of course she was. <laughs> All right. So going back, going back to the party. Unless you had another thought, John. Uh, no, no, not at this moment. Um, afterwards. So, then there, Ron is just sneaking around. And uh, he comes across this poker table, and they're like, are you the kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, I'm the kid. And so he immediately loses all of his chips, and they're like, well, you better back that up with cash money. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I sure don't have any. <laughs> and then the actual kid shows up, and he's like, hey, everybody, who's ready to play some cards? I'm the kid. <laughs> That's it's so good. Um, and, and just the fact that Ron didn't lose the chips, he was just throwing those chips away. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so, uh, Draken goes in and has a really funny scene where he's trying to, like, get information out of Big Daddy. And he's like, yeah, I need some, like, technology to, like, make my evil plan work that's gonna, like, actually cause me to win this time. And, uh, he's like, there's only one scientist who has access to that type of knowledge. Dr. James Possible. He said his middle and, name, but I don't remember what it was. It's yeah, James Timothy. Timothy. Oh, there we go. I was going to say which, Anthony, but it's Timothy. Yep. Which makes sense. Jim and Jim Tim. And Tim. Yep. Oh, wow. I which is sick. And then Draken, the, the camera pans into Draken, and he's like, ooh, irony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. irony that's finally favorable for him. Yep. And not horribly embarrassing. <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, then um, that all gets resolved. Draken wins that one, that round. We get a fun fight between Kim and Shigo, which, may I just say, the Kim-Shigo fights in this movie were excellent. Yes. So good. A sizable step up from their usual kerfluffles. Kerfluffle. Um, and so then we get a little uh, scene where Kim is lonely. Poor Kim. She wants a she wants a piece of man candy. If you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Ron is passing out a uh, a uh, petition <laughs> to restore Nako Night at school, which is amazing. Um, and he notices that she's in a funk, and he and I think it is so freaking adorable that he tries to apologize. He's like, "Hey, KP, it's okay." Like, we're going to get Draken next time. Oh, oh and, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, or it's like yeah. is it because I messed up again and we didn't get Draken? Yep. And she's like, no, yep. I'm used to that. Uh, I mean, no, that that's totally fine. 
And it's like, Oof. <laughs> Oof. yeah, kind of a shot, but <laughs> she signed and the then, petition. Yep, she did. And then they're, I think they're sitting at the lunch table and like she's talking to Monique, and Monique's like, just go with Ron. And she's like, and Kim says, he's not a guy, he's Ron. He's Ron. Yeah. Like, I think we all felt that right yeah, in the face. Yeah, absolute shots fired, but things that Ow. probably happened to us were when women no, <laughs> when women discuss <laughs> us on the DL. That's probably the case. That's not a guy. <laughs> that's Josh. That's good old Josh. You know. <laughs> uh, I'm deep in the friend uh, zone. Deep. Oof. So uh, she ta- she talks it out with Monique a little while, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna stick with Ron. Because uh, he's been he's been with me uh, from day one. Yeah. And uh, then we get the epic return of Ron's bike. Yeah. It had been a while since uh, since we'd seen that. I can't remember what when we saw it last. I think we saw it in the Halloween app actually. Yeah, I think. Yep. You're right. Which is wild. <laughs> a lot of callbacks to that. One. I know, right? Yep, we even um, a manky callback. Yeah, we yep. did. So then, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, meet Eric. Uh, oh man, dream. I got, Eric. I gotta know everyone's first reactions to seeing Eric. Um, first reactions, I thought, like, dude, this guy's actually really cool. Like, yep, yep. What a stud. He's super nice. He, like, you know, the whole deal. My first impressions were very positive of the guy. Mm hmm. Well, I I love his first thing is that he cuts off Ron. So I'm just immediately like, well, I hate you. Ah, he didn't really (laughs) cut off Ron, though, right? He was just there. Yeah, he just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Looked pretty intentional to me, uh, but well, I mean, w- looking back on it, it definitely was intentional. Oh, retroactively. Yeah. Oh yes, we'll yes. We'll, we'll, get, there. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, like, we'll get there. We get. Just like uh, Athena uh, was for Kim, like you know. Yeah. Same plot. I mean, kind of right. I mean. Yep. Pretty much. Except this this had a little extra emotion to it. Yes. All right, so uh, Ron, being the consummate good guy he is, uh, shows Eric around his new school. And uh, Eric's like, so uh, where are my classes? And Ron's like, I'm not a nuts and bolts guy. I'm more big picture than that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Then they're they're in the lunch line, and then Eric takes one look at Kim, and he says, who is that? that? Extreme steam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, and Ron just says, let's not talk about her like that ever again, okay? Oh, well, he, at <laughs> first he's like, that's the lunch lady, right? Or whatever. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Then, then he realizes it's Kim he's talking about. Yep, yep. And at this point, we can firmly... Uh, su- uh, not summarize. We can firmly... Um, conclude yeah conclude that's the word um that ron is already jealous well okay i didn't know i i felt it was more that he at first was 
at okay we realized by the end what it actually was going on um you know we'll we'll talk about that but at first i was getting the vibes that he was jelling because he wasn't going to be able to spend like friend it was more of like a friend thing you're taking my friend away from me oh yeah definitely right. that's sure, the vibe sure. i was uh, getting at the beginning like you're taking my oh. friend away from me like we're not going to have knocko night anymore and blah 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 you know stuff like that Mm-hmm. So, uh, then, uh, basically, we we see a little montage of Kim and Eric after they meet. They're kind of, like, hanging out and stuff. And we get just the saddest crushing song about, like, best friendships dying. Um, and I'm like, I am a mess at this point <laughs> in time. My emotions are toying with me. Yep, this is like 15, 20 minutes into the movie, and I am already decimated. Ah, yep. So then we then we go to uh, uh, Mr. Possible getting a visit from both uh, Dr. Draken and the very powerful sumo ninja that uh, was in the first, like, intro area. But uh, his accent is like really racist so i didn't really want to talk about him that much uh yeah so, kind of it yeah. was a dive into a racist trope kind of um, yeah so it's just like mm, like just like yeah. acknowledge that that's not okay and uh move right along yeah okay i i don't know if we've skipped the part because i'm a little on the chronological timeline of this film but when, when are we getting to the part where, like, Ron's literally standing in the mirror, like, discussing his feelings? Oh, no, we don't get... That's not too late. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh... Then, um... Draken makes the hilarious quote of, Doesn't anyone respect the captured-captor relationship anymore? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Realize it's just, uh, possible, and the possibles don't care. Mm-hmm. So then we find out that Bueno Nacho is under new management, Lars. And uh, he's not a very nice guy. No. Seems kind of like a fascist, actually. Oof. Don't, yeah, know why, don't know why that would be the case. Um, <laughs> then, they go and, then they go and save... Uh, then, we go, then they go and save Mr. Possible, who is whacked out because he was, like, putting, like... He was, like, waved over a squid and then got dropped into the squid, and it was bad. That was a very interesting scene. She dives into water with, like, a giant octopus in there and just gives and him a few beats punches. the living yep. heck out of it. Yep, her. yep, until <clears throat> it's knocked out and then gets her dead. Because she can do anything. Yes, she can. That's Mike Impossible. Mm-hmm. A one that is afraid of electric eels. Terrified. No! <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wasn't, no, wasn't, sir. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Kim was afraid of roaches, I guess. That's so. true. She That's is a true. roachist. Kim is well, a they are, But they yeah. are gross. And <laughs> and and they they were giants, to be fair. She's not afraid of regular roaches. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, it's vi yeah. It's vice versa for Ron. Ron is terrified of small bugs, but when they become giant, he's just like You're a friend, Roachy. That was super. Oh, uh, what a what a weird episode. They're b b b b big. 
Yeah, that episode was kind of an acid trip. Yeah. So okay, um, yeah. Then I then I asked the question: Why are we watching Kim and Monique change? Yeah. Like that seems odd. That felt uh, really weird. Yes, it did. Um, they were basically like looking for prom dresses, and Eric shows up and he's like, "Hey, girl, you should get that dress because you look great." Yeah. And then she's like, okay. And then I guess uh, Ron loses his pants once again. Yes, he does. Poor Ron. Like, for, like, most of this movie, it's basically, like, the deconstruction of Ron Stoppel. Yeah. Like how, could we, like, how could we turn Ron into the Joker and give him, like, one bad <laughs> one day? One bad day. Oh, gosh. He did. He had uh, one bad day, and he would turn blue and became one of the best, better villain. <laughs> yes, he did. More effective, at least. So then we go back to Draken and Chigo, and Chigo's like annoyed. The Draken hasn't told her what the full plot is yet. Mm-hmm. But if and she's like, she can't and she's like, what out. is it? exactly? Kim like, can't figure it out. He straight up just says, "Kim Possible is not smarter than you." And if I were Shigo, I'd be like, wow. Ooh. Feed the hot. ego of Shigo. Let's go. Yeah, like, Draken's kind of hot right now. Oh, kind of flirting with me. Mm. Let's go. Spicy. Yeah. Um, then we get introduced to Little Diablo, the new toy sweeping across the nation being dispensed by Bueno Nacho. And uh, this is uh, kind of the breaking point for Ron because a lot of things are changing and uh, he freaks out on live TV. Yep. Poor Ron. And so as he continues his downward spiral, he goes to his treehouse, his fortress of solitude, where he has recently written or or painted No Girls Allowed. Nah, poor dude. As Zuko once eloquently put it, that's rough, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yep. Yep. And and Kim comes up, chills with him for a little bit, and he says something that, that puts a big chunk of the lore into perspective, in a new perspective, when he reveals the worst part of enduring Camp Wanaweep was being away from Kim. Yeah. And not Ooh. being able to call his mama. <laughs> oh, gosh. That hit like a freight train. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. And then, and then he's like, I'm not jealous. Yeah. And, and, Ru- and Rufus is just like, okay, sure. <laughs> Um, and then we get the scene that Josh referred to earlier where he is putting on or trying on his uh, dad's uh, tux. Yes. And, uh, and he says, I think there's something there. Does she? Mm. I've got to do, I've got to uh. do what no man should ever have to talk about his feelings. Yes. But honestly. And to that I. And to that I say, everybody should talk about their feelings. PSA. Talk Amen. about Amen. 
All right. So feelings are good, and everyone's got them. What were you gonna say, John? Okay. So yes, that was quite a moment for Ron. Self discovery, realizing a watershed you know, moment for yes. the series. Fantastic. I I was gonna say that at that moment, Rufus would have been the coolest friend ever. Like, he was just sitting there listening to him. He yep. gets him yep. in everything he does. He is positive. Yep. Like, he understood Ron to the core. Like, Rufus. Like, I, I would have loved to have a Rufus like that. Not a, a, a nasty-looking real-life Morat. <laughs> like, naked Morat. But, to that, to that level where he understands him and he can talk. Like, that's the coolest freaking friend. And they're through the thick and the thin. Like, that that's just something that stuck out to me. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is the coolest friend. You know it. But then, yeah, my next hot point is, or my next yep. point, not hot, I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue, Curtis. So then, Kim's prom dress, crying emoji. Because she's grown up so much. Yes. And triple crying emojis when Anne freaking possible looks over to a picture of Kim and Ron and knows that this is not right. Yes. He she knew that they meant they were meant to be together. She knew. She knows what's up. She does. She knows what's up. That's why she's my future wife. Let's go. <laughs> so then we get to the actual prom, and let me just say, they start playing some Jesse McCartney. Yes, get and your shot on! Great <laughs> white fire! <laughs> I mean, when you have Nightwing singing. Yes! Yes! Oh, yeah, you do. Slash Roxas from Kingdom Hearts. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Get your shine on, boys. Get your shine on. Uh, The the music in this movie is just so good. So good. And we haven't even gotten to the best song yet, but we'll get there. Oh. So, uh, Ron is drowning his many, many, many sorrows at Bueno Nacho. And Ned is tweaking out for some reason. And he... um, he eventually writes with hot sauce on the platter, E V I L. Evil. Evil. And so then Ron's like, "Wait, I get what this what this is about." And he goes up to uh, Lars and he's like, "You have crossed the line. You took away the bendy straws." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but. It's- this is the last straw. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's Lars what he's is like, no, I assure you, sir, there's more in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. And then he's like, I'm taking this all the way to the top. I'm calling corporate. And so he picks up the phone, dials it, and who picks up the freaking phone but Dr. C. El Presidente speaking. The diggity dog. <laughs> Josh, the how, moment. Did you, how did you like this reveal? Oh, I thought it was really, I thought it was like on point. Like, that was really so good. Yep. Um, 
The thing is, is, like, Draken didn't care. Like, he knew it was Draken, but I guess, did he say it loud enough? Because he, he picked it up, he heard it was Draken's voice, but then he said, Draken? And then he, like, then he went bonkers. So I guess Draken didn't yep. care at the moment, so. Nah, nah. Yeah. I thought his plan was foolproof. Oh, yeah, he was fully assured that he was going to win this time. Which, I mean, fair, because it was a great plan. Yeah. Maybe it really the best he'd ever have. Then he activates the Diablos, and they get super big and all Transformer-like, and Heck start yeah. going on a rampage. That's right. And, and so Ron jumps on his bike, and he's like, this thing is junk! Am I the Am only, I one, the only one, one that knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. So, a couple things here. Ron crashes the prom, and he's like, uh, all these little uh, Brano Nacho toys are evil. And a lesser movie, follow, follow my reasoning here, a lesser okay. movie okay. would have had Kim not believe him and just go back to dancing with her boyfriend. Yes. Yep. But Kim immediately believes her BFF, and that's why this show is special. Well, she already yeah. made the mistake before, kind of twice, both at Camp Wanaweep. Yep. She learned. So she had to make the mistake once again. So the first time she made it was the first Camp Wanaweep. And then again, when uh, like she thought he was like being crazy because that guy turned into whatever it was. I forgot what well, it was. When, 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 when Gil is involved, everybody's a little stupid. Yeah, so yeah. she totally didn't believe him then. So she's made the mistake before. Yep. Twice. She's grown as a friend and as a character. Yep, because she was a horrible mm -hmm. friend in Camp Wanoe the first half. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So uh, then Shigo kidnaps Eric. The Diablos go big. Um, we, uh, They strap a jet to the bike and they both hop on it and it's fun because they're like trying to escape the Diablo. Um, Draken's holding all of the cards at this point. And then uh, they run to Kim's house and get a new battle suit for Kim. So good. Yes. Sick. Absolutely sick. Yeah, I I love the white suits. Obviously, you know this because in Iron Man Armored Adventures, when he pulled out the white suit with the gold trim, I was like, oh, I forgot what was the name of the episode. It was like Arctic or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yes, her suit, her white suit is so freaking awesome. Amazing. Is it better than she goes? Ooh, that's spicy. JC. I mean, I, I'll always be nostalgic for Shigo's suit, so I'd probably okay. have to go no. I think we lost James Carl Brown. I'm still here. Where did he oh, okay. JC. Yeah, I mean, no, Shigo's suit is amazing. Shigo's suit's amazing. The white suit's amazing. They're both awesome. But... Oh, that ain't the question, <laughs> JC. But, but... I mean, I would I would lean a little bit more towards the white suit. Ooh, okay. I, and, and it might just be because I have such nostalgia tied to this movie, but I love the suit. 
I love Ooh. it. So both of you were slightly leaning on nostalgia, but Curtis leaned Shigo and you lean White Sue. Interesting. Yep. Yep. I respect it. I can't help but respect it. <laughs> All right. All right. So moving right along. Um, <laughs> then they're uh, kind of camped out. They're kind of doing a stakeout of the Bueno Nacho headquarters. And uh, he, uh, Ron's like, oh, what is this? And then he's like, and then she's like, knockout gas. And then just the face he makes, where, like his eyes glaze over to like tongue sticks out is hilarious. <laughs> um, then um, she straps like a gun thing to her hip. And he's like, KP, since what are you packing? And uh, it's actually uh, the... MacGuffin by which they will win. Alright, so then we get to the actual action. Shigo draws first blood. And I am always surprised that Kim actually bleeds in this Yeah. Year. It's like, okay, okay. Go a little pushing that TVG as hard as it possibly can go. All of that for a drop of blood. Oof. Oof. You can't stop the KP. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so then Ron is, uh, I think, I think he's facing down the uh, the sumo ninja at this point, and he uh, shouts out, "The Rondo came to play." Mm-hmm. I think I think we skipped a scene. Oh no, we definitely. I mean, I haven't like been exhausted with this. What scene did we skip? Oh, I was talking about the time when they were actually captured and tied up to the trees. Or oh well, no! They haven't. Those... They have. They haven't been captured yet. Oh, okay. 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 This is all before that. Okay. No, don't worry. We don't get there. We don't yeah, get there. Yeah, we better get there. It's like the. It's like the crux of the entire series at this yeah, point. Oh man. Um. So, then um. We. Oh yeah. So Kim and Shigo are like kind of facing off, doing some smack talk before they start fighting, and Shigo says, "Eric's cute." Maybe once you're out of the picture, I'll date him. And you're like, ooh, Shigo came to play today. Yeah, she did. I still think that her best line was the the one where someone's been drinking a lot of fluids. <laughs> a what I, what? I forgot her actual line. It was the it was the Coco Moo one. A Coco Moo oh. episode where she's like, Someone's been drinking a lot of fluids. When they all got the flu. Oh, and she's yeah. like, and she's like, and it shows or yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, I forgot yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what it was. Oh, I yeah, still... she, oh, yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, I see you've been drinking lots of fluids and retaining yeah, every and ounce. Retaining every ounce. Oh, oh. oh. God. Shredded her. So... <laughs> oh, man. She go got the lines. Always. She's so good. Um, and I simply wrote, this is the best Kim Shigo fight we've ever had. Yep. Yep. So not, wait, partic- not particularly close either. Uh, are you sure they hadn't been captured yet? No. Yes, because we haven't yet. even revealed who Eric uh, is yet. Okay, yeah, because okay. they're not captured until after that point. Okay. And so they fight for a while. Um, it's, it's awesome to see, like, Kim actually have, like, some element of, like, superpowers to, like, go up against Shigo. Yeah, um, you okay. can see the blue clashing with the green, and it's it's sick. 
Because this fight's technically, like, extended, right? They're fighting. It's awesome. It's great. We got real good Kim versus Shigo. And then they get captured. And then they go back to fighting again. Like, the last huge fight. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, different, different scenes. Okay. So, then it is revealed that Eric is a synthodrone. Yep. And he was playing Kim the whole time. Yep, very much hinted at the entire movie. Did and you like, see it coming? Oh, yes. I saw it coming. Like, not just evil, but synthodrone. Um, okay, okay, so this was my thing. So I was playing with things in my head. I don't know why father shit. So the answer whatever. is no, he no, didn't. No, not really. I thought it was, like, one of Draken's, like, creation, but I didn't think it was, like, a synthodrone. Exactly. Got it. Because I was going to say, that would be impressive. No, I, I thought it was a creation by Draken, which I was right, but not a synthodrone. I did not think of that. Yeah, like maybe robot, not yeah. synthodrone. Yes, robot. And we just watched Athena. It's literally the same story plot done so much better. Yep. Like way better. Yep. And a decade plus prior. Mm. Yep. All right, continue. All right, so um, then they're tied to the cactuses, and Kim is bummed because she's like, yeah, my life sucks. And uh, Ron's like, don't worry, KP, because uh, there's, there's, there's a guy for you out there. And then Kim's like, do you really think that? And, she's, and, he, and he's like, yeah, there are guys out there, guys maybe in here oh at that point my heart skips about seven (sighs) weeks and i'm trying not to openly sob while i watch this movie oh my gosh and just kim's reaction where she's like oh oh really like oh right there and you're like she's into it yes man He was literally about to confess right there. Yep. Goodness. Yep. 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 But there, but there, there is Draken to punch. So we gotta, we gotta put a pin in this for now. So uh, yeah, Draken is straight up taking over the world. We see like uh, Diablo's blanketing the skies. Yes. Which is pretty dope to see like, which is dope to see like Draken go like full Ultron. Yep. And then. uh, so Kim Possible busts into the control room. Um, Doctor D, I think no, it's it's either Doctor D or Shigo says something snarky, and then uh, Kim Possible says, "Yeah, boys, dating is hard, but this is easy." Uh-huh. Let's go. Boom. So they all fight for a while on the roof, and it's rainy and it's epic. Oh, and, it's so uh, epic. I was getting and like, oh, it's so good. I was getting Star Wars that? Episode Three vibes. Yep, yep, yep. Like, I was, I was getting some strong vibe with the music. They had banger music going on the whole deal. There was a lot of emotion tied up in this fight. Oh yeah, like you, you could, you could feel almost the entire series come to a head in this fight. Yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot of, like, I was thinking, like, this is, like, Kim Possible Star Wars 3 version right here. Yeah. Star Wars episode Oh, and I I forgot to mention that at some point earlier, um, 
syntho drone eric said like oh yeah by the way uh, that naked mole rat is disgusting yeah you're trying to throw some shade and that's when we're all like frick this guy yep so then um impossible shoots the little dart thing at the antenna to like deactivate the big diablos and eric stops it but don't be dissing the rufus yes don't be dissing the rufus and rufus opens that dude up (laughs) and saves the day drains him out yep drains him out the uh antenna is deactivated and then uh as the uh, diablos are raining down from the sky draken just kind of sadly looks at the camera and says okay Maybe she is all that. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, let's go. And uh, then Ron, in his brain-fueled rage, slash, like, emotional, like, hormones at this point, is like, say my name. Because he destroyed Bueno Nacho. He committed the unpardonable sin to Ron. Yep. Yep. And then oh, he's no. like, it is Stoppable. <laughs> Boo, yeah. Boo, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. And then uh, earlier on, I forgot to say another line that sets up something here, where she goes like, you know what I hate? And it's like, something about Kim or something. And then uh, at this point, Kim is like, turns to Shigo and is like, you know what I hate? You. And kicks her into the freaking tower, and it falls on her. And you're like, oh, frick. Kim did not come to play. Nobody came to play in this mission. Nope. Nope. So then our heroes return to prom and they're holding hands. Yes. And, and so then and so then Bonnie is like, Wow, they actually did it. You're dating that loser now. And then everyone just kind of like paused for a second and freaking applaud. Yes. Well she was laughing. She thought everybody would laugh at yep. them. Nope, she got destroyed, owned, whatever you want to say. And then then Brick mentioned something. He's like, oh, yeah, let's go. And then uh, Bonnie's like, excuse me? And then Brick's like, you're excused. While you're gone, I'll hang out with Monique. Mm, Monique like (laughs) you. And I'm like, yep, yep, absolutely savage. I love it. it. (laughs) Yeah! The crowd cheers for the power couple. And then the last song starts to play. Singing about, I'm finally feeling something new. And then that kiss. Rufus what, Rufus with the wingman, though. Ooh, Rufus yep, yep. bumping them closer together. Pushing them together. Pushing yeah, them together. Rufus, as I said, top tier friend. Yeah. Yep. And then that kiss. Holy heck. So the drama. <laughs> the end. Roll credits. 79 hot points later. <laughs> oh my god. Curtis goes through the entire movie. He says, oh, I'm not extensively going through everything. Like, he goes through the entire film. One hour and like 27 minutes. <laughs> they, called, they called me a madman. But the work is done. 
<laughs> and, and it's just the fact that Christy Carlson Romano was singing the song too at the end. Oh, yeah. that's great. Ooh. Ooh. All right, all right. So, Curtis. So I. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, gonna... yep, yep. Oh, I was gonna say. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna ask for you all like overall thoughts. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. I just want to. I just want to jump in here really quick. Jump the gun. Okay. Okay. And say, and say that after seeing this movie, I, I nominate Draken and Shigo to go into a whole new tier of their own. S plus plus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we we saw that before that they were S plus for sure. So like this even further cements that they are a tier above any other characters in the show. Is that a second to my motion? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> There's no, we are not. That would leave S plus completely blank because I don't yeah, know if I'd put can't. triple S and SSJ as S plus. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We can't leave. Uh, can't leave our a tier hanging open. Yeah. Well, I still think they deserve S plus plus, but whatever. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, it was yeah no I I'm with you there JC though that they they are definitely we could say multiple tiers above everybody else like at Triple S and SSJ were close for a little while but then it just started to really started to distance themselves from them so yep um all right so what I was gonna say <laughs> the discussion that I think we should have here. That scene was perfectly put together. The kiss. Yeah. The kiss. Absolutely <laughs> perfectly put together. So many things from the show put into that, hinted at it, everybody for it, you know, they're everything, back and everything forth. convalescing together. Emotion sickness, you know, them smacking lips, the whole deal. Um I I like it. Um, other like besides it being a trope that's often occurred where two like you know main characters if they're opposite genders end up being together it happens often especially in the early 2000s so it's not a surprise right um, well yeah what I'm going to say this I still think that Yuri and Ron are meant to be together more Because she flirted with him once? I like... No, I like their vibe so much more. It's just like... And it also is against the wave of the tropes where the common, you know, story plot for two main characters if they're opposite. Anyways. I love the dynamic between them two. So good. I mean, okay. So being real, like for me personally... I love the idea of Yori and Ron being together because yes. Ron, the, the ninja master, uh, the monkey ninja king, and then having a ninja girlfriend, like, it's so poetic. I like it. And and if this movie didn't exist, that would totally be but how I feel. Like Ron as an individual, you know? Like, his, oh, yeah. his own and he thing. Is, and he is the only man on earth deserving of Kim Possible. Yep. Yeah, we, had this, exactly... we had this discussion, yes. Which is exactly why that I, I have to give it to this being the perfect ship finally coming together. And it's just perfect. Ron and Kim. It, it, it's what it was meant to be. 
I definitely don't hate it. Myself. I don't hate it. I mean, I like it. It's just like which one I like. That's a low bar. I don't hate it. My which gosh. I, no, it's just which Josh. one I like. Which Josh. one I love more? All right. And Josh. I'm a huge Yuri fan, and and I I think of it the opposite way. All right. So like. The things Kim has done in the past with her, she's made up for it some. She was just a really good friend and believing his whole evil robot stuff. But she hasn't been a good friend the entire time. I think that Yuri was much more deserving of Ron. Like, Ron, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I don't know if Kim Possible meets Ron. Hmm. That's my thing. Kim's been there for him since pre-K, Josh. Yeah, no, she's twice. not been a good friend.